Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, May 2nd, and this is the last full month of the school year. Sure, we have two weeks and two days in June, but let's be honest. By the time we hit that point, it'll really be the wind down. As they say in ELA, the denouement, the final wrap-up. And the reason we're counting that now is because you have been working in the school this year. Either as a student or as a staff person, you know that this year has been full of unprecedented needs. As in, we've never had this much social and academic need. And why is that? Well, that is the topic of this month's social-emotional learning theme, explanatory style. Here is a big definition. Explanatory style is a psychological attribute that indicates how people explain to themselves why they experience a particular event. It can be either positive or negative, but simply your explanatory style is the way in which you explain your circumstances to yourself. Why did the bus leave you behind? Why didn't you make the team? Why did you win the track meet? Why did the special boo not like you back? <laughs> the way we explain to ourselves why things are the way they are can tell us a lot about ourselves. The way to discover our explanatory style really goes back to the very basic social-emotional learning skill we have, which is self-awareness. Shifting your perspective to pay attention to your thoughts is the first step. What are your thoughts telling you about you? Do you see yourself differently in different contexts? Are things sometimes bad because it's quote-unquote always your fault? Are things sometimes difficult because quote-unquote you're the only person who ever suffers or everyone else is always doing great but not stupid old me? The style by which you explain the why things are the way they are is very important. How important well, let us tell you a story that may help illustrate how explanatory style works, so have a listen. Once there was a student who, above all things, wanted to be popular. Being popular made him feel good, and he would tell himself that if you were popular, then you are worth a lot, and if you're not popular, you're worth less. This is hard in his feelings because, as is natural in life, sometimes you are more popular than other times. And even though popularity is based on so many variables, including culture and circumstance and behavior and all sorts of stuff, to him, the only thing that mattered was being popular. And he'd do and say anything to get anyone to like him. When he got to high school, he realized that being a sports star had passed him by. He was not an athlete like his classmates, so he explained that they were not as refined as him. He didn't play an instrument or draw particularly well, so that was because those things were boring. He wasn't a great actor, as he explained, because he wasn't good at being fake. And he didn't excel at any of his academics because he wasn't a nerd, as he explained to himself. He wasn't terribly creative because that was a waste of time and he struggled with kindness towards others because as he explained, you had to look out for yourself. All that explaining was making him feel bad. And on top of that, high school was passing him by. He was becoming afraid that he would not be popular at all and this would make him have no value. 
And can I interject here? He could also have gone and talked to a counselor about how he was explaining the world to himself and maybe get some help in recognizing and then changing his perspective. But alas, he did not. Okay, go on. One day, he saw some students getting up to speak about the school. They were shaky and nervous, but still, because they had a microphone, everyone listened, at least for a minute. Suddenly, a light bulb went off. These students were in the ASB, and because of their positions in the school, they seemed to have some popularity. He quickly decided that even though he had no experience in governing, he should run for president, which he did, and he suddenly discovered a great talent. Though he had nothing to say, he was unafraid to say it. And it turned out he enjoyed just rambling about nothing in front of people. Something about the way he said stuff, even silly stuff, made people excited. During his campaign, the more he spoke out, the more he ran out of things to say. So the more wild things he would make up. Sometimes he would make fun of other people or speak harshly about parts of the school even though this was not kind and a little outside of the ordinary. Many students really liked it. They thought it was fresh outside or just like them. Election day came and it was close, but he won and the person he was running against conceded. he quickly learned that there was a difference between running a campaign and governing. And in time, even though he had some ideas, he was unable to deliver on almost all of the promises he'd made to the students. So instead, he would continue to go out at lunchtime, take a microphone, and just say really outrageous stuff. Some people found this entertaining, and even though he didn't really do anything, they liked his antics. But for the majority of students, outside of a very devoted minority of followers, he soon became a very, very unpopular school president. In order to explain why some folks didn't like him, he would call them names or say they didn't love the school or say they were radicals. As elections came around again, he became very afraid that he would lose. So, to manage this, he invented a lie. He decided to start telling everyone that he could only lose the election if his opponent cheated. As the election drew closer, he continued to build up the lie that if he lost, it would be because of cheating. He spoke of it constantly, so much so that people who ran the elections had to start explaining in advance about how there wasn't any cheating, which increased people's suspicion of cheating. Election day came and all the ballots were counted. There was no cheating. It was the most fair election in the history of the school. And when it was over, he had simply not gotten as many votes as the candidate he ran against. But the only way for him to explain this defeat was to continue to pound the lie that he was cheated and that the election was stolen. He wasn't cheated. It wasn't stolen. He just wasn't chosen. And if his explanatory style allowed him to understand that not winning is painful but manageable, he wouldn't need to lie. But he held on to it. He, he even encouraged his followers to destroy the school.
and all his pain and suffering, if you really look at it, didn't come from what happened to him at all. Being president, even for just one term, is a remarkable thing. And not getting elected a second time is one of two potential outcomes. But those are ways of explaining the way things are. That he was not capable of understanding, so he, instead he chose pain and suffering and lying and hurting. And that is why this month we are focusing on understanding our explanatory styles so we don't find ourselves hurting like that former president. This is important learning that he never got, and it hurt not only him, but many others. On that note, make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. Mic drop. Did you know 99% of people aren't brushing their teeth right? Meet automatic brushing device made by military-trained scientist doctors from NASA. Using micro-vibration technology, we have developed the right way to brush your teeth. It's, it, it is already changing so many lives. What are you waiting for? It's only 10 easy payments of $1,000. Buy it today. Goodbye, and please brush your teeth.